Alright, welcome back to Cardinal Lowry, episode number 83. After a bit of an absence uh, due to me and Sam being in uh, Reynosa, Mexico, we are back to talk about some sports. And uh, while we were gone, we had a little MLB All-Star Weekend and you know a little debate that happened at the airport that we were going to bring to this episode. But first, Sam, my question is, out of all your years of sports fandom, who, in your eyes, is your most hated athlete? Ooh, this is tough. My most hated athlete. Um, I mean, you know, looking back on all of the South Carolina teams, I mean, they haven't really had any, you know, really great players, you know, other than Jadavian Clowney. Um, and, you know, that was, they were irrelevant, essentially. At least in my mind, they beat Clemson in those years. So I'm going to look at Duke basketball. And, you know, it's got to be the modern Christian Leitner in um, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen is my, you know, at least right mm. now, my most hated. I mean, he was just obnoxious. Uh, I mean, he was good for Duke, um, and he still is obnoxious. Uh, but, you know, maybe not as exciting as, you know, maybe what you were thinking. But Yeah, recently. that was a good answer, though. You dug deep. Um, but I'm going to go a different direction. Grayson Allen, uh, very hated. Uh, but for me, it's got to be uh, Tom Brady. You know, just a terrible just a terrible attitude at all times. He's obviously a winner. He played for a Boston team. You know, beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl once. You know, always just you know against the media. You know, always complaining. He's, you know, being alleged of cheating twice. Yeah. I mean, he's the perfect recipe for a hated player. And, uh, I mean, what more can I say? You know, that is that, that is all. I pour my heart and soul into that. And I cannot see. I can envision almost any other athlete if they came to my team that I would say, you know, I could take a chance on them. Like, if. You know, a lot of Duke players, you know, even if Christian Leitner played for the Hornets, I'd have an easier time rooting for him than if Tom Brady came to the Panthers. Like, that would just be terrible. All right. It is time to get into um, a little bit of news out of the MLB. And uh, things are heating up in the uh, wild card races, uh, especially in the AL. Uh, right now, you've got the Tampa Bay race, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and the Seattle Mariners holding on to those three play, uh, wild card spots. And with close behind being the Cleveland Guardians, Boston Red Sox, and the Baltimore Orioles. And in the National League, uh, you have the Braves holding a strong lead over the uh, San Diego Padres and the St. Louis Cardinals. Those three teams hold the three wild card spots. In the division lead, not much has changed since after the All Star break with the Yankees, Twins, Astros, Mets, Brewers, and Dodgers still in a commanding position in their divisions. And the Dodgers are coming up on uh, breaking through and, uh, you know, emerging as the top team in the league record-wise. So I'll Jack Cole on pretty shortly to give you a little pre-playoff look ahead as we enter into the crunch time of the MLB season. Uh, But it's now time to talk about um, 
So Sam, break it, break down the little uh, argument that happened in the McAllen, Texas airport. Break down that story for us. Okay, so you know I'm not really sure how this started, um, but it was something along the lines. Well, this is I, I think I think this is how it started. So Miles, who his belly hurts right now, he can't be here. So you know. That's a story for another time. But um, he tried to claim that Kirby Smart, the Georgia coach, was on the same level or higher than Dabo Sweeney, the Clemson coach. And so I'm saying, no way. Dabo Sweeney's had significantly more success in the last 10 years than, than Kirby Smart with his one national championship could even dream of. Um, so then this sort of evolved into, you know, who was better, the Clemson team in 2018 versus the, uh, LSU team in 2019. Um, and so, you know, I could argue about that for hours, but the argument was not necessarily who the greatest team of all time was. Miles was trying to claim that 2019 LSU was the greatest team of all time. And I was claiming that neither 2018 Clemson or 2019 LSU were the greatest team of all time. Yeah, let me break that down with, you know, my nerd statistics here. Uh, I was looking this morning through a lot of, you know, lists that people have come up with. And both of those teams are pretty close to each other. Um, But if you look on... The one I could find was the Sporting News. They had LSU at three and Clemson at seventh all time in the 2018 version. But the resounding answer was my answer. Nobody wanted to believe me. And I'm just going to make the case right now. Miles might come on and say something later. But the 2001 Miami team is, I think, is far above everybody else. Uh, they had the number three offense in the nation at 42 points per game. Allowed, I think, 25 points at home in six games. And uh, overall, they're the number one defense, allowing less than 10 points a game. Uh, They beat the number eight team, the number 14 team, uh, the number 15 team, the number 18 team, the number 19 team, and the number 21 team. Uh, And their closest game was only a field goal game. Um, And, I mean, they had Ed Reed as an All-American and Brian McKinney. Um, you know, they had Ken Dorsey, another person that could have been an All-American. Uh, you know, Frank Gore was in the backfield. You know, he, he wasn't even playing that much, but they had Frank Gore you know, on the line. And then you had Andre Johnson, Texans, Texans legend, you know. And then you got Jeremy Shockey, another future uh, All-Pro tight end. And then Jonathan Vilma, uh, another first-round pick. And you had Sean Taylor and Antro Roll. I mean, there's just... So many first-round draft picks here, and I wish Miles was here because I would, I would just broken him down right there. I had that whole thing ready, um, but that is my pick. But I am going to argue with you for a second, Sam. Okay. I'm going to argue that that LSU team was better. Come at me with a little why you think the 2018 Clemson was better than 19 LSU. Um, you know, I would say that, um. Joe Burrow had a great season. 
with his one season with LSU. Other than that, you know, he was subpar. Couldn't start at Ohio State. Um, couldn't get a scholarship from Nebraska. Um, comes to LSU, has breakout season. And then, you know, he's really good in the pros as you saw him go to the Super Bowl. But I would argue that in college, Trevor Lawrence was just as good. I'm not going to say he was better. Um, you know, everyone's saying, oh, Joe Burrow and LSU went undefeated. Trevor Lawrence did that first. Oh, okay. What is Sam saying? Let's back it up. Let's let's go to the numbers real quick. Trevor Lawrence that season, uh, with sixty five percent pass pass completion, uh, thirty three hundred yards, uh, thirty touchdowns and four interceptions with a passer rating of one fifty seven. Then if you go to twenty nineteen LSU, hold on, one moment. Joe Burrow with uh, 56, 100, 100 yards, 60 touchdowns, and six interceptions. So a worse TD to interception rate, but not by much, but a passer rating of 202. Um, so I'm going to go invalid. I think, you know, maybe with his legs, Trevor Lawrence has got a better edge there, but give me Joe Burr all day. But obviously the defense is another discussion. So, Sam, I'll let you speak to that first. You also have to recall Trevor Lawrence was a freshman. He did not start the season. Um, And, you know, there you go. That's two extra points for you. I mean, he was a freshman. He wasn't a seasoned senior. I mean – I'm just – I'm not trying know. to argue that Trevor Lawrence was better because that would be a difficult argument to win. Um, but I I think that the two are a lot closer than um, – People give think. credit. Then yeah. I want to I look at every aspect of the, off, of the offense. So I'm going to look at That's the right. backfield. Let me, let me pull up a little – Yeah, bit. I can do it right here. Uh, looking at the top rusher, uh, Clyde Edwards Elaire, on uh, LSU, 17 touchdowns and 1,900 yards. And then if we go back to Clemson, that year ETN had 26 touchdowns and about 50 more yards. So ETN was much more efficient in the red zone. And part of the reason why is I, I would argue that Burroughs' numbers are a little bit inflated when it comes to touchdowns because they did like to run that low red zone play action and you know a lot of times you know you got to back like etn you just punch it in right um so i think that you, you can make the argument that burrow's numbers are a bit inflated uh due to that but i think that like you said burrow had a better season uh but a better backfield now if you look at let's look at the just the plain jane number of points allowed uh clemson allowed 197 points. Well, LSU allowed 328 points. I mean, that's I mean they that's a substantial difference. They let up 100 points in two games. Not against, you know, great teams like Alabama and Georgia. Against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt 
and and Old Miss. Um, and that was before Ole Miss had Lane Kiffin, before Matt Corral. I mean, this was not a good Ole Miss team. Right. Um, but I want to go back to uh, Travis Etienne just because with him in the backfield, it just it opens up uh, more avenues for scoring. So, you know – we didn't have to rely on Trevor Lawrence's arm, so that deflated his numbers. Yeah, I mean, that, let's just look. I'm just going to look at what this list, Sporting News' this list, say why they had it. And then a di- another reason, let me just ask you this question, Sam. Does Trevor Lawrence not winning the Heisman, should that play a role in you know which team is better? Definitely not. Um, I mean, I think if you really broke it down, Trevor Lawrence should have at least been a finalist that season. Or do you do you mean Joe Burrow winning it over Trevor Lawrence? I'm saying that in 2019, Joe Burrow won the Heisman. Yeah. In 2018, Trevor Lawrence didn't. He, and he wasn't even does, a finalist, right? Right. I'm saying, does LSU having a Heisman winner, like having the best player in the country supposedly on their team, give them a should that count as an extra edge in the terms of which team is better? Definitely not. Definitely not. I I think that you would have a hard time finding someone that did believe that. Hmm. I think uh, I think his his name begins with M. And ends in aisles. Um, that's but, not, uh, come on, that's ridiculous. An award, come on, an award that's decided by figureheads. Come on. Oh, I, I got. Let me break into a little sub debate. I think we, we're kind of getting stuck with this first one. How overall, how valid do you think sports awards are? Because I think there's some good ones and there's some bad ones. I think that you know they're fine for what they are, but. You can't you can't take them into consideration in a debate like this. Like like a national championship is one thing. You earned that. You know, how are you going to tell me that that Lamar Jackson was the best player that season? You're telling me he was better than Deshaun Watson? Nobody on earth would argue that. I think there's so I think there's some writers that would. Well, um, but let's look. Let's expand to other sports. You so, like obviously, in basketball, like in the NBA, awards are a big part of the debates. In NBA, like how valid are those compared to college, you know, debates? I guess you'd say. Um, I mean, I feel like they're all pretty much the same. I think that. I feel like the MVP awards in in the NBA they've been pretty pretty good. Like I, I don't think there's been much debate about who the MVP should have been in the last few years. Whereas I would argue that the Heisman has had that take place a lot. Yeah, and I mean it's it's difficult to mark down given the difference in conferences, but. You know, a lot is 
uh, you know, kind of teetering on you know, the perspectives of the writers. Um, but that's going to about wrap it up for this episode. I do want to touch on uh, in another, the next edition of the Way Early Top 25 for College Basketball. Heels again come out on top. Um, a, an interesting, you know, non-conference schedule was released uh, for the Toyota. Let me pull this up real quick. Um, I think the full thing should be should be out. Um, yes. So looking at the non-conference schedule, you open the season against Jonathan C. Smith on October 28th, and then uh, you get uh, the the Phil Knight tournament, you're going to play three games there against all ranked opponents should be. And then the Big Ten Challenge, you got Indiana at Assembly Hall, one of my favorite places to watch the game. And then you got a, uh, a little tournament, the Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. So that'll be cool. And then the uh, CBS Sports Classic again. Um, so a lot of excitement for potentially number one ranked team in the country. And, uh, yeah, but a lot of things uh, to happen between now and then. And uh, Sam, well, let me. You, you never said you never arguing that Clemson was the best team ever. But do you have an opinion on the best college football team ever? Um, I don't have an opinion on that. Uh, I don't think that my um, my knowledge. knowledge on the history of college football is good enough to just definitively say that there's a greatest team of all time. You know, I feel like there's a consensus that it is the 2001 Miami team. So yeah, there's great. Yeah, there's a great thirty for thirty uh, called the U Part Two. Uh, anybody out there that wants to watch it about that team, um, but you know, a lot to be made. College football is a, it's a weird sport when comparing teams. You know, between years and in the current year, you know the system has always been messed up and it's continuing to change. Uh, but we can't wait for the season, I think, 32 days away. So exciting stuff. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up Wrap us up in uh, Cardinal Lowry, episode number 83. And here from us, next two.